Hello and welcome to Starside Chat, the weekly podcast for Starside Cafe. Joining me is Aaron Capo. Hello. And I am Zach Owens. Together we host this thing. It's true. Last week was E3. Yes, a big week. We didn't do a podcast because it was such a big week. We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot of post-show thoughts. Yeah, this is going to be the big epic post-E3 2018 discussion. So let's uh, start off with some other news before we dive deep into the E3 stuff. You have some PlayStation hits to talk about. Yes, they came out. Sony came out and they were like, hey, guess what? We're reinstating. You remember how it used to be like... There was like the greatest hits uh, you could see for PlayStation games. You would get them super cheap, the classics. Now they're doing that. There's a bunch of games they announced that are just going to be 20 bucks. So like Last of Us, that definitive edition, that's like a remaster. Doom is on there, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Uncharted 4, Battlefield 4. Like there's some great stuff on this list. It's all $20. It is crazy to me. Yeah, I, I guess it didn't occur to me that they hadn't done this yet, that they didn't have a line of PlayStation hits because it's just like a staple of Sony's consoles is to have mm-hmm. the this line of like $20 games basically. And yeah, they... The launch lineup for this is pretty great. Like people love Bloodborne, and yeah. if you haven't played Uncharted Four yet, which I know you still need to get around to, like twenty do, bucks, yeah. you're not gonna do better than that. Uh, and then Last of Us Remastered, if you want to uh, like catch up on that before The Last of Us Two comes out, that's twenty bucks. And yes, Doom was great. You and I both love that game. It's true. Uh, and I liked Battlefield Four quite a bit. I'm pretty sure you could probably still find some multiplayer matches if you wanted to like try to dive into that game Metal Gear Solid 5 there's another one that's on there uh and then Street Fighter 5 I think people love that game as well two Yakuza games yes I've always wanted to play a Yakuza game because they seem insane and now I don't really have a reason not to yeah exactly I've always wanted to try them but uh had never played one and yeah there's two of them on there so I might have to pick one of them up it's something to check out if you're if you have a PS4 and you skipped over a classic. Odds are it might be on this list, so boot yeah, it and, up and take a look. And they're going to be adding more stuff to it over time, so I guess keep an eye out for more like good games going on sale for PlayStation. Speaking of games going on sale, well, being sold, I wanted to also quickly mention that uh, Limbo and Inside are coming to Switch on June 28th, and both of those games are amazing and would be great on switch they are excellent actually i think i played limbo on my phone that's crazy it is and yeah it's pretty great that you can play them on a mobile device and the switch is like obviously the perfect home for that sort of thing yeah for sure like because i think you can tear through those games in like a handful of hours so it's something that you could just like pick up and play through a section and then sort of put it in sleep mode and then go about your business and then pick it up again so anyway should we dive in let's dive in because we got a lot of stuff to talk about uh and i wanted to start off by discussing the stuff that was at e3 or was sort of adjacent e3 adjacent that you can play right now because obviously people are getting very hyped for games right now so i just wanted to kind of go through a list of stuff uh, right now on PS4, as an added free game of the month, is Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Uh, did you download this? I started to, and then like my internet was being weird, so I had to pause the download. But it's something I'm going to... I know you downloaded it, and I you did. were telling me that it's pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, the multiplayer still uh, obviously got a nice influx from this whole free on PS4 thing, and uh, yeah... Something I didn't realize that you told me, you said it was very, like, Destiny-inspired in that, like, you have, like, ultimate abilities and, like, uh, different stuff. So it it feels like the year they were making this, they were super inspired by Destiny and Titanfall because there's, like, the jump packs and the wall running from Titanfall. Mm -hmm. And there's the, like, the super abilities from Destiny because you will, like, select a specialist, essentially. And this is all, Mm -hmm. I think, in a reappear in black ops 4 they sort of showed that off at the press conference that they did so i guess if you want to kind of get a feel for those specialists a little bit you can download this for free and try it out real quick uh but yeah they like one of them has like a ground pound that's very much like the striker titan thing 
and then yeah, there's just a bunch of different ones. I don't I don't want to list all of them, but yeah, <laughs> it's very. It, it feels like they were trying to do Destiny mixed with Titanfall too, just that within the Call of Duty. Yeah, so worth checking out. I think it's free. Might as well just add it to your library if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, next up, the Crew 2, the open beta, is free to download, and it runs from the 21st to the 24th. Yeah, this took me by surprise, because I remember when we saw it at the press conference, we were like, oh yeah, we should check this out. Let's definitely do the beta. And it's happening as we're putting this, as we're recording this, it's happening tomorrow. So I need to like get on and preload this thing, because you said you already preloaded it, right? Yeah, yeah, you could preload it, uh, I think the week of E3, you could start preloading it. So I have it preloaded on my PS4, and it's ready to go. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not super into racing games, but Crew 2 seemed a little interesting to me. It had some interesting design mechanics that I wanted to check out. So yeah, we will both play it and maybe do a video on it next week after we've had the open beta weekend. Yeah, we should definitely do that. Uh, next up, Free on PS4 and Switch is Fallout Shelter. So if you're yes. super into Fallout like I am and you're sort of getting hyped for Fallout 76 and you want to get back into the that whole quirky world of Fallout, this is a free game and the Switch is actually the perfect home for it. Uh, I downloaded it and I've been playing it on my Switch periodically. And <laughs> it's pretty nice that it... like has full touchscreen support so you can play it just like you would on your phone and it is pretty seamless going back and forth between like the touchscreen and the actual controls from like the Joy-Cons. So Yeah, I always forget that it has a touchscreen cuz I never use it. Yeah, well, you can if you use Fallout or if you play Fallout Shelter. <laughs> I actually took the Joy-Cons off and I was just using it like a tablet. Whoa. Which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that's free on both PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Quake Champions is free on Steam until the 25th, so kind of timely if you want to get this game for free. Uh, you and I, this isn't really our thing, but if you yeah, like Quake... it's too Quake. quick, fast-paced for me. I've, yeah. I've been watching some people play it on Twitch, and it's, it's if you're good at it, it's very fun to watch someone play who's good at it, but I feel like I would be terrible at it. Yeah, it's not really my style of multiplayer game, so I don't think I would be into it, but... If you like free stuff and you think it might be up your alley, you might as well get it while you can. Uh, also, mm. this is uh, kind of a funny one and is uh, more Bethesda stuff. You can play Alexa on Skyrim because that wasn't a joke. That they, that whole video where they had what's his name Keegan Michael Key playing uh, Skyrim on Alexa, we you thought that was a joke, but people have discovered that that's for real. This is a great idea, and I have been waiting. There's some stuff that exists now, but like, I have been waiting for Alexa or Google Home to like super implement just like a classic, you know, those like old style uh, RPGs where it's just like you're in a room, you see a door, and then yeah, you would yeah. type out, "I open the door." Like right. this, is, I feel like a perfect thing for uh, an assistant to help you with. And so I think this is this is an interesting thing that I'm excited for. Yeah, that's what I thought, too, when I saw that trailer. I was like, I kind of want this to be real because yeah. <laughs> that seems like a great idea. And sure enough, it is. I don't have an Alexa to play it on, but... It, I'm sure it'll come to Google Home eventually. Yeah, maybe. Next up is there's a new free demo for Octopath Traveler, which I think that full game comes out pretty soon as well. Yeah, it comes out in July, I believe. So yeah. it's right around the corner. But yeah, if you want to check that out and just see what that game is like before you like plop down all the money to actually buy the thing, you can do that right now, actually. So check that out. Um, next up, Unravel 2 is available to play, I want to say, on all consoles you know it's crazy is i completely forgot about this until we were talking about it right now and i remember at the show being like man i want to play this immediately because it looks great and uh so after we stop recording i think i'm gonna go download this yeah uh it seemed pretty cool it seemed pre like it would be pretty fun and something you could do some couch co-op with if you have somebody to play it with so mm -hmm. uh definitely do that uh next up also an, a free game uh fortnite on the switch yes. So people are, I guess, pretty excited about that because Fortnite's a huge deal. Uh, next up, also next up. on the Switch, <laughs> Hollow Knight. Yeah, this is something I've been anticipating. I think I said I 
have been holding off. I haven't bought it on Steam because I'm waiting for the Switch version. So uh, we have been playing something that has prevented me from downloading this that we'll talk about later. But now that I've completed that, I might actually check out Hollow Knight this weekend. Yeah, I kind of want you to play it and then do like a video on it uh, with me yeah. and just sort of introduce me to it and show me what it's all about. The art style is very cool. And it has an interesting health mechanic. Yeah, I do like the art style. I'll say that much. Uh, but I don't know how much the style of the game is up my alley or not. So that's kind of why I want you to show it to me and so <laughs> I can determine if it's something I should play or not. But uh, Next up, Splatoon 2, the Octopath expansion. That's also on Switch. That's available right now. Uh, another free thing, although it's not on the Switch, is the new Warframe DLC, the the Sacrifice. I've seen a lot of people have been streaming Warframe recently, and I guess this is why. So uh, <laughs> it's a free-to-play game that's kind of a Destiny-style thing. You can download it on PS4, uh, Xbox One, and uh, PC and try it out if you are sort of interested in that looter shooter genre but you haven't played one before yeah i know they it was no like i think the thing that i know about it is it used to be like they have just been iterating on it like crazy and it's mostly been free updates and like a year ago they implemented like a crazy like it had never had open world before and they implemented an entire open world and you have like uh like a crazy jet bike and stuff it looks it looks pretty fun to be honest yeah, I was going to say, I tried it initially, and it really, I didn't enjoy it very much, so I, like, deleted it, but, yeah, they've changed so much about it, and they've kept, mm -hmm. like, adding stuff onto it that it looks pretty different now from when it's I It's what Destiny it. should have been. Yeah, where they just keep throwing new stuff at it all the time. Yeah, mm. that's what we want from Destiny, but I don't think we're going to get that. Uh, I don't no. know. I like, it's a free game, so I feel like I have no excuse not to try it out. But I also feel like in order to get to the newer stuff that I w would be more interested in, I'm going to have to, like, grind through all the old yeah. stuff that, like, made me not interested in playing the game. Yeah. Unfortunate, but that's probably true. Yeah. All right. So th the rest of these are sort of more E3 adjacent. Like, they, the next one is Mario Tennis Aces. They didn't really show that, but it's, uh, I mean, it's a Mario game. It's a party game that you can play on the Switch. And that is available uh, the 22nd, which is... Oh, it's Friday. Yeah. So... Crazy that Nintendo always releases stuff on Fridays. Yeah, they're kind of the odd one out where they always release on a weird day. But also available not this week but next week is near automata uh, automata i never say it right the first time <laughs> on uh, xbox uh great game yeah it's like the definitive edition or whatever right or eater of become a god thing what is it uh, called i don't remember the name of the edition but uh definitely worth checking out this was one of the top games uh, uh, from last year everybody was putting it on like their top 10 and it was at the game awards show and everybody was very excited about it so if you've not checked this game out it's it's pretty cool i have it on pc i need to play more of it and i wanted to do a video uh, at some point with it so maybe we'll get around to doing that at some point yeah uh, i want to pick it up eventually for ps4 yeah it's pretty great uh what i've played of it i've really enjoyed uh, next up, the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit. This is a uh, in the universe of the Life and Life is Strange game. That's available for free on pretty much all platforms coming up. Wait, that's free? Yeah, free game. That's crazy. What? That's it's a full game. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Man, that's interesting. I didn't realize it was free. Yeah, it's uh, free and available on I think all platforms uh, June twenty sixth. So yeah, interesting. Uh, and it looked like uh, kind of a good kids game, maybe. Was, I'm going to pass on it. I mean, it seems too emotional for me. <laughs> yeah, no, no uh, emotion or sentimentality for you. So. Well, I, it's about like a guy with like a drunk, like an alcoholic father. It yeah. seems like a real bummer of a story. Also, I hate that mechanic in storytelling where it's like, oh, I have an interesting dream or like, oh, it's my imagination. So nothing is really happening. It's all just like nonsense in someone's head. Really? I kind of think that's a interesting sort of creative thing. Kinda but I like... want actual people with powers and stuff. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, you don't know if he doesn't sort of 
find out that he really does have them in the end. If that's the case, that makes it more interesting to me. But from what it seems like, it's just him using his imagination to escape his terrible life. Which, yeah, I still think that's kind of interesting, but I can see why you'd say it seems kind of like a bummer. But anyway, moving on. Next up, Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle Donkey Kong Adventure DLC will also be out on the 26th. This is a game that neither of us have played. No, I want to get Mario King Rabbit Kingdom Battle eventually because it seems fun. So maybe if they release like a an all-in-one pack with the Donkey Kong DLC, I'll pick it up around Christmas. Man, they, they might do that at some point, and that would probably be a pretty good deal and a good time to check it out. Some great deals and some interesting games that are available now or soon, Zach. Yeah, that is what you saw at E3 or stuff that was pretty close to things that you saw at E3 that you could play right now or within like the next week. So definitely get on that. So next up, I thought we would talk about who we thought won E3. I think we agree on this, but I'd like to hear your thoughts first. Okay. So I didn't put together the list of like weighing things out, you know, okay, this show had this, this, and this. I just kind of went off of... Your gut? Yeah, mostly my gut. And I just said, or Microsoft. I agree. Microsoft. I know that you were a little shaky because you were thinking about Sony because your argument was uh, they didn't show as many things, but all the things they showed were very polished, which I agree with, but... I don't know. I was just like... The other thing about the Microsoft one and the reason why I was kind of hesitant at first to just like immediately throw it to Microsoft was that like for one, you and I don't have Xboxes, but... True. Like their exclusives versus like Sony's exclusives. Like if you're an Xbox gamer, like did anything they show you make you want to play more on your Xbox? I, the only thing I can think of is Halo, and if people are into Gears. Yeah, but, like, Halo 6 is still who knows far out, you know? like Halo Infinite. Yeah, whatever. It, it's a long ways out. And Gears you can play on PC. Uh, also, you and I were not interested in that trailer at all. No, I the Gears universe is insane to me, and everyone is just like a jacked dude in armor they never take off. So, well, like, and that's why they almost, like tried to flip the script a little bit by making it more about that girl. I don't know. I could not I could not parse anything from that trailer. Yeah, you and I are not like familiar with the Gears universe enough to say what was actually going on in that trailer, so it was just like the Gears universe. Several minutes worth of just nothing to us. <laughs> Cuz they also didn't really show gameplay if I recall correctly, right? I don't remember. It was just a cinematic out. trailer. Crazily, they showed three different Gears of War is this is. They showed uh, that crazy Funko pop, and then they showed like an XCOM, and then they showed the legit uh, thing. Yeah, it felt like they were teasing us that they they weren't going to do an actual Gears game, and they were just doing these spinoff ones, and then they actually showed that, oh yeah, we do still have an actual one to show. But anyway, yeah, Microsoft, it had the best press conference. It had the three things I love. It had the initial thing where you don't know what it is, and then it shows what it is. It had... The and that, a very important thing I realized in that is you need to mix the audience into that, uh, like audience reaction. Because I was rewatching uh, Last of Us stuff, like the Last of Us trailer, Last of Us Two trailer they showed last time last year. Yeah, and uh, they kept the audience mix in, so like they were showing shots, and then you caught a picture of like the Fireflies logo on a stop sign and people were just like exploded cheering because they realized what it was like that group understanding like the second everyone understands what it is is I think very important to that and that was the same with the Halo and then just so many so many trailers 50 trailers and then obviously the one more thing of cyberpunk like they knocked it out of the park for the first year in a very long time they did and The reason why, like, my reasoning for defending Sony a little bit was their quantity wasn't super high, but their quality overall was super, super high. But the thing is, they had this super awkward format that really brought the show down, I think. So, like, as a show overall, I don't think you can give it to them. It has to be Microsoft, if only because... They just had so much stuff and so Mm -hmm. much of it was really cool. 
that you, and it moved along at such a good clip yeah. you didn't have to pause yeah. in between to change stages the pacing of it was was great it was like sort of a non-stop thrill ride whereas sony's was had, had all these weird pacing issues that just was not good at all so yeah so many crazy things like they had todd i still can't believe todd howard came out and did like a pre-reveal of fallout 4 that was like such an amazing 76. get to grab yeah fallout 76 to grab him before Bethesda to do like a two-part reveal, like that was, that was amazing. Yeah, but I think didn't they also have like Battlefield come out and say uh, Royale and then show nothing and then walk away again? I mean, we're talking about it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think the the kicker to all of this was uh, Cyberpunk at the very end. Yeah, and like that was the thing that really sort of set it over the top for me. Cause like I like Halo and Gears, like I could take or leave those series. They don't like I'm not gonna buy an Xbox and play those games. It's like obviously I can play Gears on PC, and you might even be able to play Halo Infinite on PC. But like what a boon that would be. It's a long ways out, uh, I think. And so like they're exclusives. Like the they did reveal that they have like new studios. Like to me, their whole conference was like. We're preparing for the next generation of consoles, mm-hmm. which that is all very interesting. Like they did reveal that their uh, the project for the next uh, Xbox console or consoles is uh, Scarlet, like the code name for it. And so yeah. they, they are working on it, and it sounds like they're they want to get into like streamable games or whatever, which is all very interesting. And so they have all these new developers uh, that they can make exclusive games for them. So. It sounds like like we've kind of dogged Microsoft for a few years now because they haven't really brought the exclusives. And last year was a real low point for them when yes. you compare their exclusive lineup with like Sony and Nintendo. So I think going forward, they've really committed to turning that image around. Yeah, I feel like this is the first E3 that they have beaten Sony like since... The PS4 and Xbox One came out, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, that was a real, like, the initial launch of the, the Xbox One, that E3 where they announced it was a real, real low point. And they've been yeah. trying to, like, dig themselves out of that hole ever since. It took them five years yeah, to dig out of that hole. This was that year, I think, where they officially true. escaped that. So that's very exciting. And for that reason, I think you and I are in agreement that Microsoft had the best show. I agree. And overall, the best E3. Yeah. Uh, and then next up, I think it gets tricky after that. If you want to like try to or- list or order the shows after Microsoft, hmm, is this a thing that yeah. you prepared for? No, but I can try <laughs> to do it. Are you going to do it first? Uh, I can, if you need a second to think. I think I can do it. Hold on. So it would be Microsoft at the top, then Sony, then Nintendo. No, no, no. Microsoft, Bethesda. Sony, Nintendo, EA at the bottom. Okay, so I went Microsoft, Sony, Bethesda, Ubisoft, Nintendo, EA, and then Square Enix. Mm-hmm. Because... That's, I basically agree with that. Like, I think we both are in agreement that EA and Square Enix are at the bottom because those yeah. shows were not great. They were not great. And then, like, the order in the middle, as far as, like, Sony, Bethesda, Ubisoft, and Nintendo is just somewhere in the mix in the middle there. Like, I liked a lot of what Bethesda showed, but the the reason why I have Bethesda underneath Sony is that they basically showed, like, one game that's coming out this year, and then they showed a mobile port and another mobile game that's coming out later this year. And they had some other games that are, like, way out, I guess. The rest of the stuff they showed is either next year or even further out than that. Next gen. Yeah, and so, and they almost had, that's why they almost had to show Starfield and Elder Scrolls that those games are coming, even though they basically had nothing to show us. I think they've Mm -hmm. said Starfield is in a playable state, but, like, Elder Scrolls Six is definitely not. Like, that's very early pre-production so they're just like, and it almost also felt like because of all the leaks that we've been having that Bethesda and some of these other companies even are trying to get out ahead of those by just like saying, all right, mm-hmm. here it is. This is coming. 
now we can't have it leaked. We're just going to put <laughs> it out there. Here it is. Yeah, exactly. Surprise. Uh, so, yeah, I think even though I liked what I saw from Rage 2 and I'm excited about Doom Eternal and I got pretty excited about Fallout 76, even though I think it wasn't what a lot of the Fallout, like hardcore Fallout fan base wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of it was just like mobile stuff and stuff that's really far away. So it was hard to get super excited about that. So that's why I have them underneath Sony. But I liked what they showed a little more than Ubisoft. Even though I liked The Division 2 and I kind of liked what I saw from Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I think Mm -hmm. that was about all they really had that I cared about. I totally forgot about Ubisoft. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, were they even in your list? I don't think so. I forgot about that. Well, I guess, like, Beyond Good and Evil 2 looks cool, but, like... I don't think that game... That game is very ambitious, and I have a lot of questions about that. I want to say, like, every time they show one of those cinematic trailers, I'm like, this looks so cool, but I'm like, this is not what the game is going to look like. Exactly. So, I like, it doesn't matter that you're showing me this right now. Uh, Also, I guess Skull and Bones, they did show a bit of that, and that looked pretty cool as well. So that would be three things from their show that I was interested in. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's, I guess, how I would order things. And (laughs) I think everybody hates EA, and so they want to put them on the bottom. But, like, let's be real. Square Enix, that conference was not a conference, didn't need to happen at all. They didn't show anything that wasn't shown elsewhere. They got Terrence Howard. Okay. Uh, and I guess the one thing they showed was that Quiet Man trailer that looks so dumb. And yeah, that was very weird. Why was it real? Why did was it? Well, uh, because like a so video? what I've heard is that this is going to be like the story driven thing that they want to have it be a mix of like actual cinematic live action stuff and gameplay. But again, this mm. is so far out that they don't really have anything real to show. And the other problem that I had that I brought up in my recap of the Square Enix show was that the game, it's super jarring because their graphics were not yeah. that great. Like this almost felt like they were trying to say, look how good our graphics are. You can't even tell the difference, <laughs> but like not the case at all. Yeah. So yeah, it was very jarring. You're right. It was pretty bad. Also just sort of, you have this, like, white dude walk into this, like, alley for no reason and beat up these two two non-white guys? Like, just... He was dropping off that bag. Okay. But, like, it seemed, like, uh, a little tone deaf, maybe? Is he... He's deaf, right? Speaking of tone deaf. Yeah. Uh, no pun intended, but... Yeah. Is that is that the case? Is that why it's called a quiet man? I kind of got that from the trailer, because he, like, pointed at his ears. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing is that he's, he's deaf, and so that's... But he also knows Kung Fu. I guess. I don't know. He's a good fighter, it's, but randomly he's for no a reason, he's beating people up. He's a reverse daredevil. <laughs> I His guess that's eyesight, true. I guess, makes him super good. Yeah, but they didn't show that part. Nope, they didn't. They have not thought it through. <laughs> I guess it would have been more interesting if he was uh, blind instead of deaf. Or, yeah. or if they had at least indicated somehow what the gameplay mechanic reason behind him being deaf like if that was going to play into it somehow but that to me now that i'm thinking about it it seems like they're kind of trying to cheat like a game where you don't have to worry about audio engineering at all like it makes it's like a silent movie but a silent game and they can be like oh it's it's for an artistic reason but we didn't have to hire like (laughs) half the staff because we don't have to worry about audio at all yeah i didn't even think about that part of it but yeah, anyway, what a weird, like, little show that was. Also, I mentioned yeah. this to you before the show. Like, the the two things that were interesting from the Square Enix uh, conference was uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Just Cause 4. Mm-hmm. And the stuff they showed from Shadow of the Tomb Raider was just, like, generic stealth gameplay that didn't look different from any other stealth game I've played. And I'm like, this is not really the selling point of a Tomb Raider game, I think. It's the puzzle solving and stuff like that. Yeah. So the fact that they chose to show off their pretty generic stealth gameplay stuff rather than the stuff people buy a Tomb Raider game for just seemed also really an odd choice. Yeah, it seemed really slapped together. Yeah, it was like it didn't need to exist that press conference. So that's why I have them <laughs> beneath EA. Uh, EA. Yeah, that makes sense. EA has a lot of issues, but even the Anthem uh, discussion 
where they had people just come out and sit on chairs for a while. It was like an interview. It was a little, yeah, it, was weird. it was a weird format, but at least I was like super interested in Anthem. So that kind of saved that show a little bit for me, even though the rest of it sucked. <laughs> I mean, Command and Conquer Mobile eSports. Yeah, that, what a misstep that was. Like the lowest point of the entire E3 experience. Just the most ridiculous thing ever. Uh, the only point during any press conference where I went up and went to the bathroom. Yeah, it was a massive misstep that I just, it's baffling to me that they would even mm. choose to do that. But whatever, uh, that's that's enough of that. We can move on to the next thing. Uh, the top, so this is sort of the battle royale of games that we've been uh, yes. compiling. So this is the list. This is the battle royale of games from E3. So EA, we, uh, we're both in agreement on Anthem as being the game of that show. Uh, and then, so the way this is going to work is I guess we're going to, I'm going to say the, the games that we declared the best game of that show, and then we will put them up against each other and we will uh, determine a winner. Do you want to go one by one? So like Anthem and then the next thing, and then we declare, declare a winner, and then we say the next thing, and then we declare a winner between uh, the two winners? Well, we almost have to put them in some kind of order. We should have done this before we started recording, but uh, <laughs> it could because they're not, I don't have them listed in order of the shows, I don't think. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Because we also were split on two of the shows. True. Well, let's just do those two shows right now. Okay, we'll start with those. So Bethesda, we were split. I said Fallout 76, and you said Elder Scrolls 6. Yeah, I get why you said Fallout 76, because we saw a bunch of it. But man, just like Elder Scrolls, that's like that's it, man. That's like we're going to be playing the next Elder Scrolls game for a decade, probably. Like Skyrim is yeah. still a thing, and that came out in 2006. I should say I have been playing uh, Skyrim just the other day, actually, because oh my god, I I was gifted it on Switch uh, for Christmas, and oh nice. So I randomly was just in the mood to play it, as that happens like pretty much every year. I get in the mood to play Skyrim again, so I. It's nice to be able to play it on the go. So you're right. We will definitely be playing and replaying that game for years to come. But it's so far out. Like, I cannot justify giving game of the show to something that was a teaser trailer for something that's like years out when they spent probably 10, 15 minutes talking about Fallout 76. You see what I mean? Yeah, I see what you mean. But also like... Which of these is going to tell, like, are people still going to be playing Fallout 76 in 10 years? Well, it depends, because it could be a game as service at this point. That's very true. Yeah, that, that could be just like It's uh, an online constantly... game. They could constantly be updating it for the next, you know, however many years. Super good point. So that's where the argument is. And I'm, like, Elder Scrolls Six is going to be the game of the show in, like, two or three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Fallout 76 is the game of Bethesda show this year. Okay, that's fine. I'm not super invested in this. So okay, <laughs> all right. I thought I was going to have to do more convincing, but all right. <laughs> uh, the next one we were split on is Sony, and this one is going to take some convincing maybe because I was I said Ghost of Tsushima and you said Death Stranding. Yeah, I don't know. I Ghost of Tsushima was very cinematic. It was very cinematic, and... Like they, I think they did say there's going to be more HUD than they showed at the E3 like demo or whatever. There has to be, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and I assume this will be the same case for Death Stranding because they didn't really show a HUD there. But let me, so let's. I don't know about Death Stranding. Compare the differences here. In Ghost of Tsushima, you see some combat, you see some stealth, and you get a, a little sense of maybe the characters and what's going on in the world. In mm-hmm. Death Stranding, it looks like a walking simulator where you are basically walking and climbing and trying to deliver packages. It is interesting. I really, I'm very curious what the gameplay, because there ha- in previous trailers, there has been parts where you have a gun. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, in, I think in a previous one, Norman Reedus has like a gun for some reason. I don't remember. I don't think he shoots it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I still have no idea what that game could be about. And I love that. Uh, So yeah, I agree with you that I'm super interested in Death Stranding and what that game is going to end up being and what the story is going to end up being. But also, like how many cinematic trailers do we have and we still don't really have a sense of what the gameplay is going to be like? I think those are all in-engine. 
I don't think most of those were cinematic. I mean, I think you're right, but the fact that we still don't know what we're going to be doing in the game is why I'm a little more inclined to give it to Ghost of Tsushima. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that trailer gave us a little bit more. That's fine. You're folding too easily. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So next up, let's. I'm gonna just throw these two together and okay. see what comes out. So for Ubisoft, we said Division Two, mm-hmm. and for EA, we said Anthem. Hmm. These two. This is a good combo because they're both similar games. I thought you might say so. I don't know. This is a good question. I feel like the safe choice is Division because I liked Division One and I, it felt good and i know what i'm getting with division 2 it doesn't seem like they have uh iterated a ton like same engine basic same mechanics a little bit of a destiny 2 situation but counterpoint that's why i want to go anthem here i don't know yeah i guess anthem is a big question because they have a lot to prove post uh, a mass effect andromeda world well, so I should also say we don't know for sure what the DLC and like, you know, if there's going to be some sort of season pass or what the future. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, Division has be. all that free stuff. And yeah, Division 2 did say like three free DLCs or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so there is that. And they're, they're going to have raids. And Anthem is starting to sound more like kind of just a regular Bioware game where it's like sort of Mass Effect or Dragon Age. But when you actually go out into the explorable world and you start doing quests, that's when you start uh, having cooperative elements. And it, it like it doesn't have a PvP, so it's not really going for that Destiny competitor that I think everybody is trying to cast it as. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've specifically said like because people have been trying to compare it to like uh, this is Bioware's Destiny or Bioware's Monster Hunter, and they have specifically said that it's not those things; it's its own thing. And so yeah, it is starting to sound more like a Mass Effect that has some online cooperative elements which i'm super into but if you are looking for another like destiny competitor or something to take over your destiny playtime since destiny's maybe not doing it for you anymore the division two is going to be that game i think for a lot of people i i see i don't know right now i'm leaning because just like there's Contrary to what I was feeling about Death Stranding, where like the unknown was getting me excited, the unknowns of Anthem are putting yeah, me on edge. Yeah, see, that's that's the other thing I've considered as well, is that I think the stuff we still don't quite know about Anthem is interesting to me, whereas, like you said, we kind of know what to expect with Division 2. And while I liked the gameplay well enough, like with Destiny, there, the movement and shooting felt really good and it was very interesting mm-hmm. and you had all these special powers. Anthem, I think, is going to feel maybe a little bit more similar to that because you can fly around. Yeah. And you can shoot these crazy guns and you have these mech suits that do all these crazy things. The Division 2 is decidedly boots on the ground. You're, okay. It's a cover-based shooter where you just pick up a lot of loot. So that's why I think while I am going to play The Division 2, for whatever reason, I'm just not amped by anything I've necessarily seen of it. I mean, definitely like news outlets and people, just like game journalists in general, are talking more about Anthem than Division 2. Because I think it's the more interesting and exciting game at this point. Yeah, I just... Like, I know I am not going to care at all about the story of Division, and yeah. I am intrigued by the story of Anthem. I just, I really, I feel like it's promising a lot, and I want it to deliver. Me too. I'll, and I should also say that I'm a big Bioware fan, even, and that's in spite of recent things. Like, I have fond memories of, like, the old Mass Effects. and Oh, yeah, those are great. Like, well, the first two are great. And, like, even some of the Dragon Age games I've enjoyed... Even like going further back to what is it? Star Wars: The Old Republic? No, that's the MMO. Kotor. Yeah, Kotor. So I like they, they can deliver on character and storytelling in a way that I don't think the division is going to. Yeah, for sure. I'm not going to care at all about the division story. Like it's just going to be some like political intrigue, Jack Ryan nonsense. And uh, yeah, so I guess are we saying Anthem is yeah, the one? Yeah, for me, it's Anthem. Uh, okay, that's fine. All right, so let's see. We have gone Anthem. We have eliminated 
Division 2, Death Stranding, and Elder Scrolls 6. All right, so this is going to be a weird one. Uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate and uh, Just Cause 4. Cause Just Cause. Oh, it's got to be Smash. Yeah, for sure. Like, we didn't do a video on the, uh, like, together talking about the game of the Square Enix show, but that was, we just said it. It was, was just, that, it was that by default, because there was nothing going on. Exactly. So we have an une- uneven number of games, which is going to be problematic, but... So we've got Anthem, Cyberpunk 2077 was our game of the Microsoft show, Fallout 76, uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate, and Ghost of Tsushima. Let's start at the bottom. Smash Brothers Ultimate or Ghost of Tsushima? Hmm. I am... I, I like the idea of Smash. I have not ever been a super Smash guy. So I have to go Ghost of Tsushima, I think. Just because I'm definitely going to get Smash Brothers, but uh, just like Mario Kart, it was a game I got and it was great and I played all the time. But it's not something where I'm like going to go like the night of to pick it up. Whereas Ghost of Tsushima, I might like pre-order. Same. Yeah, I I played the N64 Smash Brothers. I played the GameCube one and I really like those games, but like we know what to expect there. Exactly. And I think Ghost of Tsushima is the more interesting thing here, so... Let's call it Ghost of Tsushima. That eliminates Smash Brothers. Uh, so next up we got... We haven't pit Cyberpunk against anything, but I think it's because it's going to win out. That's where I'm leaning. <laughs> uh, so let, I guess let's say Fallout 76 versus Anthem. I don't know how into Fallout 76 I am. Just because I'm not entirely sure what the like second to second gameplay like is it going to be like fallout 4 where i'm like looting and looking for craftable items and also just like looking for the next best uh like laser gun or whatnot or is it just going to be like a rust type thing where i'm constantly fearing looking over my shoulder for like griefing players yeah that's so, that's why i think i might lean away from fallout 76 from yeah here i think on i'm out. leaning towards anthem <laughs> yeah, yeah i think i'm also leaning towards anthem so Let's eliminate Fallout 76. And that leaves us with three games. We got Anthem, Cyberpunk 2077, and Ghost of Tsushima. Where, all right, so which one of those three could you live without if you had to? I would say, I guess I still have a lot. Of, I, I guess Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. Like, I've been defending this game and, like, amping it up for a long time. Uh, but I think if I had to pit it up against these other two, I would probably play those other two before this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. All right, so we're dumping Ghost of Tsushima. That leaves us with just Anthem and Cyberpunk 2077. Now It's got to be Cyberpunk. I mean, it has to be, but here's the thing. So they didn't... I think I'm more amped about Cyberpunk 2077 by the stuff that I heard about and didn't get to see. Because yeah, how crazy! I was so sure they were gonna release release that fifty minute, forty five minute demo, but they didn't. It was entirely behind closed doors, and I cannot figure out why. Yeah, that should definitely be said. This isn't based solely on that cinematic trailer that they showed at the end of the Microsoft press conference. A lot of my hype for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is just what everybody was saying. They were coming out of that. There was like this private demo that was shown behind closed doors. Appointment only. Appointment only. And people were absolutely blown away by it. It's not a third-person game like The Witcher 3. It's a first-person game. It's, uh, like they said, the graphics are very, very beautiful. And also, like, they couldn't believe that it was going to run on current-gen consoles because City it was City Tech so is good. the thing I really, like, that grabbed my attention because they, like, CD Projekt Red were talking about how they have the best City Tech of any company. Like... Their city tech in uh, Witcher is crazy, and this is just like they know they have the ability to create like living, breathing worlds. Which like I loved, uh, I love DSX games, DSX games. But a criticism, a valid criticism that you have of those is just like they exist in a very stark, uh, not breathing world. Like, uh, and oftentimes it's. Uh, very sparsely populated by NPCs. And this feels like next gen, like this is what I wanted the that like radiant AI system in Oblivion to be. Mm. And it ended up being not that great. Like this is going to be next level living, breathing world, like above GTA. 
above Skyrim. Just yeah. like it is, people are going to be going about their lives. It is very exciting. Uh, and they they did say you could create a character, so you're not locked into playing the guy from the trailer, who I thought was not super interesting looking to me. Yeah, your name is V. Uh, so yeah, you can play as a male or a female, and you can create your own character. So it's sounding a little almost more... Uh, maybe even Mass Effect-y, like uh, just in terms of you can create a character, you can, you, it's an RPG and it's uh, futuristic. Uh, but yeah, it's first person and it looks gorgeous. And and I am also very upset that they did not release those gameplay too. <laughs> uh, I don't know what they're waiting for. I mean, it's crazy. Like th- that would just get people even more amped for the game. I don't know if they... I don't know. I guess the, I assume they're gonna. Maybe they have some. They have to show stuff by next E three. Maybe they have some really elaborate like release schedule leading up to the release of the I game. Don't know. As far as like what they're gonna show, like there's other game shows that they could reveal more of this game at later this year. Like yeah, it could very well be at the Game Awards. Yeah, so there's that to keep an eye out for. So for sure, Cyberpunk 2077 is our E three 2018 game of the show like a game of e3 hooray hooray huzzah uh anthem second place but definitely cyberpunk well should we get to our top five uh e3 things for each of us we should definitely do that (laughs) and i think i know where we're going to end on this but you did say you thought that we would be we would have some different things that i might be i predict that none of ours will be the same except for the number one oh really Yes. Okay. Well, I have honorable mentions too because there was just so much stuff shown. I don't have any honorable mentions, so you can do your honorable mentions All right, first. I'll do my want. honorable mentions now. So this is something that they didn't really show much of, and it was a teaser that seemed very early. This felt like them trying to jump out ahead of like leaks and stuff. But this game called Babylon's Fall that looked kind of like it had maybe a little bit of a Dark Souls-y art style, but it's by uh, Platinum Games, the developer of Near Automata. Uh, and so I'm, I'm very interested to see how that game develops over time and what that ends up being. Uh, but yeah, I like, I'm super into near automata. I, I definitely need to play more of that game cause it's, uh, it's pretty great so far. So just, I'm very curious whatever they end up doing next. And apparently it's this Babylon's fall game. Uh, I also just, I threw a bunch of stuff on here. I threw too much on here, but Forza Horizon 4 seemed cool. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey made me actually want to play Assassin's Creed again because it's like full-on RPG. <laughs> um, oh, and this is kind of a dumb thing that you might hate me for, but Origin Access Premier, this like subscription service, because it looks like it's $100 for a year of this service where you can basically play their library of games uh, as much as you want, and it's, which means if you buy two games from them, this service is worth it. Because you're saving money in the long run. Uh, new games as well? Yeah. So like Anthem and Battlefield 5 are going to be on this. And I'm like oh, 100% going to play both of those games. So it's almost worth it to do it just because then you're not... Like if you there are other games beyond that even, you're saving money in the long run. So it seems like a pretty good deal. I maybe need to look into it a little bit more. But I saw <laughs> this and I was like, wow, that's actually a good deal if you know you're gonna buy two or more games from uh ea yeah uh, anyway uh also i had death stranding and that control game and as yeah that control mentions. game is crazy so yeah that game looks super cool i'm very interested to see it was kind of like a sleeper hit honestly they, yeah. i think a lot of people were very excited and after seeing that trailer but they didn't really show much of it or talk much about it it was just some no. of this thing that was like we put it out there and that was it. And they moved on to other like <laughs> bigger things. And everybody was like, wait a minute, that looks really cool. Show me more of that. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of cool. Uh, all right. So we can get into our actual list. Why don't you start off with your number five? Zach, my number five was Tunic. I figured this was going to be on your list. I also really liked the look of this game. It's beautiful. Was This was at Microsoft, right? It was, yes. So I'll definitely pick this up on PC when it comes out. If it comes like if it comes out on Switch, that would be amazing. But that's probably way down the line. Yeah. It just it looks like a beautiful little rendition of Zelda that I'm very very into the art style of, and I love a Zelda game. I love 
like Hyper Light Drifter yeah, was, was one of my say, favorite I, games. I was getting a little bit of Hyper Light Drifter vibes from it as well. It seems great. It seems like a nice, lighthearted Hyper Light Drifter with another interesting take on another interesting aesthetic. So that's yeah. my number five. What is your number five? So I, I put like together the one more thing at uh, Bethesda, which was Starfield and El- Elder Scrolls Six, uh, just mm. because they. They didn't really show anything beyond like very brief teasers for these games just to like get it out there that yes, these exist and are coming at some point. But these are both games that I am very much anticipating and super into. So I had to put them on there just because (laughs) of that. Excellent. My number four, The Division 2. Suspiciously not on my list, but yeah, basically because of what we talked about before when we were pitting the games against each other, where I kind of know what to expect from this game and it looks like more cover based shooter to me. I can't wait to play with you though. Like I feel like I had a lot of fun playing the division one and although it ended quickly, the time that we did play it together was very fun and I feel like they have learned a couple lessons and like with that first DLC they put out, like they changed a bunch of stuff. So I'm eagerly anticipating all the new, interesting, like, uh, I guess, were there classes? How did you determine your special abilities? I don't even remember. There were specializations, I I think, like three of them that you would select after you finish the story. I love a looter shooter, so I'm very excited to dive into this one when it comes out. What is your thought on that? I am also actually pretty excited to see what's changed since the last time we played and like what they've learned from last time so like i've been kind of down on it but uh that was mostly because we were pitting it against other things and i was trying to argue my case but i do think this will be a fun time once we do eventually pick it up and start playing it so and it could it could replace destiny it's very true it could replace destiny because destiny is not doing hot it's not my number four is Ghost of Tsushima. Oh. This is a game I'm very excited about. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, it's. I think the aesthetic is great, and I'm very interested in uh, the story of it. This is something that is really up my alley, I think, so I'm all in on Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> What's your number three? Zach, it uh, changed recently, and it is from the Sony press conference. It is Last of Us Part Two. Oh, really? Zach, I, in the last 48 hours, pretty much, have slammed through Last of Us Part 1, and it was great. And when I finished, I just wanted more of that story. Like, it's a game that hasn't happened in a while, where it happened when I was playing um, The Last Guardian, where I just couldn't put it down because I wanted to know what the next plot thing was. Not so much the gameplay. The gameplay was fine, but... Uh, I just really wanted to know where the story was going, and it had a great story, and now I'm super, super anticipating Last of Us Part Two because I want to see more of these characters, so I cannot wait for Last of Us Part Two. Well, this uh, shouldn't come as a surprise then, because it, Last of Us uh, Part Two is also my number three. Oh my god! Because, uh, yeah, we both picked it up and we started playing it, and I, I was originally not interested at all. Like, the trailer they showed last year was just, like, such a bummer of, like, gruesome, dour, not good stuff going on in that world. And I was like, I do not want to live in that world. <laughs> uh, but I, the trailer they showed this year seemed, like, super intense and, like, kind of cr- I'm crazy curious to see if that's how the gameplay is actually going to play out or not. Uh, and based on what we play, like, I haven't finished Last of Us, uh, the first one, yet. I'm working on it, though, and I am probably halfway, a little over halfway through it. And yeah, I've been addicted to it as well, where I just like want to see what happens next. I want to get to that next story chapter. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I have the feeling that Last of Us Part Two is going to be more of that. And so I definitely want more of it. Hopefully it comes. They didn't have a release date on that, did they? Uh, I don't remember. I don't think so. Soon, hopefully. Uh, what's your number two? Zach, my number two is Doom Eternal. Oh, really? So this one was also a very brief, uh, brief teaser. So yeah, they they love to id loves to show stuff at QuakeCon for the first time. They did it with the first Doom, and I love. I've been replaying Doom, and I have even been watching my other friend play Doom just like over Discord screen share, and I love it. It's just it's so well made. It's 
like the the challenges per mission are just like masterfully done and give you something to do and like all the weapons feel amazing and also i mean the story is also a little interesting as far as like doom games go and so when they unveiled that doom 2 hell on earth was going to be uh doom eternal like you're going to go to earth and there's going to be some interesting new mechanics and weapons like i can't tell you how much i'm anticipating this game and probably i mean it seems like it has a pretty good bethesda has a pretty good relationship with uh nintendo so it could very well be a thing where it comes out concurrently on pc consoles and switch Oh, really so you don't think there'll be a delay like there was for this well i guess the delay is getting shorter and shorter i feel like well we still haven't seen wolfenstein 2 on switch that's coming, coming. Uh, later, but it still hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I'm also very excited for this. It's not on my list, but I, I, I loved the first Doom game. Like I, I need to finish my PC playthrough of it. I have it on both PS4 and PC actually. So uh, yeah, I have played it a bunch and I really enjoy it. And it's just super cool. I think, like the yeah. the shooting, like all the different weapons feel really cool and awesome to use. And it feels pretty unique, honestly, in the landscape of shooters that we get these days. Just like it is sort of a throwback to that old school style shooter where like movements faster and feels a little more free flowing than what you get. So many interesting mechanics also, like the glory kills leading to health and the chainsaw leading to ammo, just like and the interesting storytelling of just like. The mysterious Doom Slayer. Like, it's, I, there's so many things I love about it. Yeah. And I was blown away by the trailer they showed when Bethesda was showing off Doom, like the last one. Like, the graphics of it are just astounding. Yeah. And so I kind of can't wait to see if they've made any improvements to it at all for, for they're the always one. pushing the envelope. Yeah. So, all right. So that's your number two. My number two is Anthem, which ended up being our number two game of E3 2018. Yes. Uh, so I'm very hotly anticipating this game. Uh, like I said, I'm a generally a fan of Bioware, even though <laughs> it's been rough for them recently. Uh, and I want this to be the game that sort of gets them back on track and like cleans their name of all the like bad <laughs> stuff. But also, it just looks like it could be a fun, maybe sort of a loot based game. Not necessarily the same as Destiny, but. You're flying around in mech. You're Iron Man. Who doesn't want? Who yeah, doesn't want that? It's true. So that's my number two. Zach, should we say our number one at the same time? Let's do it. Uh, three, two, one. Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2077. That's right, Zach. It's so good. We think. <laughs> I mean, uh, we still didn't get to see that like almost hour long gameplay demo that was behind closed doors, and I'm super bummed about it. But like literally every new thing I hear about this game, like I watched a bunch of interviews oh, yeah, with so the devs after ETH, or after the press conference, and like every new thing I hear about it just makes me more and more excited. Like I think this is gonna be like the best game of like whatever the last 10 years or whatever it's going to be one of those big moments in like video gaming it seems like based on just like uh descriptions of the 45 minute behind closed doors demo just like so many things about it just blew people's minds so many new interesting takes on things like i cannot wait to see any game i mean i think you're i think I think I said, what did I say? The Game Awards is a possible yeah. time. I could yeah. totally see that. And I, that makes me very much anticipate the Game Awards in December. Because, like, yeah. I just want to see any of the gameplay. I'm sure... I I can't imagine it's going to disappoint me. Because I... Everything I... Everyone that has seen it has... Like, there hasn't been anyone that's been like, oh, yeah, I was fine. Everyone who's seen it has been like, oh, my God. This is the next... This is it. This is, like, next-gen stuff. Yeah, like video game journalists were walking out of that going, I cannot believe that that's current gen yeah. stuff. Like th- they were convinced that it had to be next gen consoles or like super high end PC. And like it probably was super high end PC, but they they confirmed that no, this game is coming out for current gen consoles. They're targeting so, current gen consoles. Yeah. So it, I mean, maybe next year. Who knows? I don't know, man. As far as a release date, I don't know. It might be further out than that, but. I don't know. It just looks so. You know what's crazy? So amazing is they've been working on this game for five years. Yeah, they they've been working on it for a long time, and they did say because I said in our uh, video we did a top five things we were most anticipating. I said I wanted this to be kind of Blade Runner the game, 
And like the trailer they showed made it seem not like that at all. It mm-hmm. made it seem like sort of a cyberpunk Grand Theft Auto almost, mm-hmm. where it was like daytime. They specifically said, well, there is going to be those like, there is a day night cycle and there is like weather effects. So it will eventually get to be that like nighttime, rainy, uh, sort of uh, neo noir, like uh, Blade Runner style thing. But like, Everybody has seen that before. Like it, when you think cyberpunk, you immediately go to like nighttime city, rain, you know, cyberpunk elements. They wanted to show something that looked a little bit different. So they showed it in the daytime on purpose. And so I think maybe the trailer gave you a different uh, view of what to expect from the game. But I think there's going to be more to it than that, which is also pretty exciting. I couldn't agree more, Zach. So that was our top five. Uh, things at E3 that we saw. Yep. We've done so many top fives, and I think Cyberpunk 2077 ended up at the top of the list for me for pretty much all of them. Yeah, I agree. It's It was just, it was so good, and I'm so excited to see more. Me too. Uh, do you want to briefly go over what we've been playing and then get out of here? Yeah, I talked about it briefly, but I slammed through the entire campaign of The First Last of Us, and I think we should do a deep dive on it when you beat it, but I, it's a yeah. game that I have put off for a long time, but I, I loved it. For mainly the story, I, it was weird. Like, I like a game where I feel powerful, and I never felt powerful in this game. I was constantly like hoarding yeah. ammo and... When there were a ton of people, I would always try to hide and get around without combat. And uh, I don't know. It's So normally it's a game I would not be into because it stressed me out so much. But just the story would just pulled me in. Yeah. So I was initially kind of turned off by this series because I thought it was going to stress me out a lot. Like I kind of briefly mentioned that with the trailer last year for The Last of Us Part Two, mm-hmm. But yeah, the story is so good. And it's just so unique that it's it is kind of going for this more realistic take on like the post apocalypse where like you, like when you get hit by something, you almost feel the weight of that impact and you have to kind of be way more careful than you do in other games. And yeah, so I've also been playing it. I haven't finished it yet, but it was, it was on sale for like 10 bucks on uh, crazy sale following yeah there was a bunch of stuff on sale following e3 on the playstation network uh so yeah i picked this up and told you that you should definitely jump on and and get this and i immediately did because i have just been waiting for the right time to play it and this was the right time and yeah it was uh it did not disappoint yeah i mean i like naughty dog games i've played all the um what is it the uncharted yeah, all the Uncharted games, and I liked all of those. They were also very cinematic games. So I knew there was a chance that I'd be into this, and turns out I am. Uh, also, I've been—I mentioned briefly—I've been playing Skyrim on Switch. I've jumped back in. I, I almost played this game uh, annually. What's your build? Your race and build, Zach. Uh, last time I played it, I played it uh, when it came out. The remaster came out on PS4, and I played the two-handed warrior with the uh, heavy armor. So I wanted to do to do something very different this time, and I'm going full on mage. Ooh, what's uh, Breton? I assume or high uh, elf? No, uh, it's one of the elves. I think I forget the name of it. I'm a bad Elder Scrolls boy. <laughs> Altmer? Is that what it is? Mm, it's been so long. No. No, it's one of those. It's one of the elf races because I think they're all pretty good with like magic stuff. So did you just make a uh, beeline for uh, Winterhold? I well, so I was trying to get through some of the like early stuff, which took longer than I expected. Like you meet the great beards and all that stuff, and then after that, I did make a beeline for Winterhold, and that's what I'm going through right now. Exciting. Uh, I don't know what it is about Skyrim that it just doesn't get old. It's like watching a and a TV show that you love over and over again. Like you can just kind of like yeah. I marathon the office all the time. Cause I love that show. And like returning to Skyrim feels kind of like that where you're just like, it's like one of those comfort shows that you can just binge over and over again. I have to say, and it never seems to get old. No music from any game affects me the way that just like the oh, ambient yeah. Skyrim music affects me where you're just like wandering around and there's that beautiful orchestral stuff. Like yeah. I can hear that and just be like, man, I should start playing again because it's so good. It is so good. That's I still listen to that soundtrack on a pretty regular basis, just as like because I like to have 
background stuff if I'm like reading or studying or something like mm-hmm. that. And yeah, that soundtrack is something I return to quite often because it's just so good. And so, yeah, playing the game uh, and hearing all of that is pretty great. Have you been doing uh, it mostly undocked? Uh, I've done some undocked. I've been playing it mostly docked, although there was like a weird issue where everything was super dark. And I realized you had to like go into the settings and turn the like color from like full range to like automatic or something. Oh, interesting. And that fixed that issue. Apparently that's like a known issue that's happened with that game. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, and that, and I've also been playing a little bit of Fallout Shelter on Switch. So I've been spending some good quality time with the Nintendo Switch <laughs> lately. Uh, but what I need to do is finish Last of Us, and then yeah, yes. we should we'll do a do deep, a deep dive. dive. Yeah, that'd be good. Cool. I think that wraps. We went a little long this week, but uh, it was E3, so it's expected. Exactly. Yeah, it's the E3 show, so we had to, or the E3 post show, so we had to spend more time on it. Well, uh, join us next week when we will... I don't know what we'll talk about next week. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the world of games. It's uh, There's always stuff happening. There's always new stuff to talk about. So we will catch you on the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye.